Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Lay Bear podcast, an audio experience designed to decode leadership and inspire action. Being a forward-thinking leader and game changer, you've tuned in to discover pragmatic tips and hints on leadership from the very best leaders. Each episode is dedicated to sharing pragmatic stories from the field and more importantly, real examples of what successful leaders are actually doing to deliver at pace. With so much to share, let's hand over to your host, Graham Wilson. I'm really excited to welcome today's guest as she's on an amazing entrepreneurial journey. She's worked with leading fashion and sports brands, including the leisure maverick David Lloyd, where she was director of international property. She's a published author and national speaker on personal branding and women's self-confidence, supporting female empowerment both personally and in business. Her fashion brand was born out of a personal love of luxury women's wear and her vision to create a unique and decadent brand that is both beautifully British and internationally inspired. As a successful businesswoman and talented designer, she soon attracted high-profile fans of her stunning attire. Clearly a successful entrepreneur and leader, who I'm sure we can learn a great deal from. A warm welcome to today's guest, Julia Suzuki. Hello, Julia. Hi, Graham. Uh, it's great to have you today. Thank you for your time. I know you're a very, very busy lady. Lots of things on the moment, obviously with your, your fashion brand and lots of exciting projects on the go. Just so people know a little bit more about you, Julia, what's been your leadership journey so far? Graduate Green Business Studies, went on to do the ACM in marketing and then worked for several companies in learning from Land Rover brand management through to a, a Disney, I went and worked for a Disney licensing company. In terms of actual leadership roles, it wasn't until I set my own business up when I was 26, um, a promotional staffing agency. I'd, it, was, it was by default, actually. I was, it was a redundancy. We all, the company got bought out, the licensing company I was working with, and I was in a position to have some money behind me and follow my dreams. And I set um, a promotional staffing agency up, which meant I'd kind of gone from working independently as a national account manager mm. through to then having the teams of dozens of dozens of girls and staff working with me, what was then a company called Team 7. Managing, uh, my clients included um, Yokohama, uh, Aston Martin, T-Mobile. It was something that I'd actually done myself when I was at university, worked for uh, various companies mm. just to earn money to see me through. And then obviously this is a case where I've got a lot of people working for me. And that was when I really had to learn strong leadership skills to manage those, that number of people. Following on from that, it was through a client that I got introduced to David Lloyd, the entrepreneur, mm. the Jim Maverick, and then started to work with him on his brand. It was an opportunity that came up. I think he liked, liked my energy or liked what, what I've shown him I'd achieved with my own business. Mm. Worked with David for seven years, actually, as, wow. as head of licensing and branding, business development, which is kind of what I've, I would say my forte is. Mm. It was a fantastic experience to learn from a, an, uh, almost like I was, I would say it was like an apprentice. Mm. 
to see just how what, what were the skills that that he had that had made him so successful really that was I'd say that that was the best experience I've had in my career that, that has it given helped to to hone my skills it's great to have a mentor at some stage in, in your life to be able to then look at what they do and then think about how how you can make that work for you so he's such a maverick and so dynamic bursting with energy <laughs> if there's a wall there he'll find a way through it mm. and even to the, the small unique ways that he did things his his accounts his it, yeah lots of things he, but he'd sit i remember the way he would sit and just handwrite faxes back in the day yeah just one after the other to his PA and the way he, he made his notes. What the one thing about David, which was hugely entertaining, and he'd, he'd admit to himself, is the fact that he's always onto the next thing. He's mm. always thinking about the next thing, and so there would be an element of forgetfulness. So that doesn't matter. Don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've heard the same said about Richard Branson. Yeah. He has to have someone behind him to, to you know, to, to keep check on things. And um, I, re- I recognize that quality in myself. Sometimes, oh, God, how did I, you know, how did I lose my keys or yeah. <laughs> things like I, that? It's so true. That I've, I've found that with a lot of entrepreneurs that I've worked with, and uh, I obviously don't know David, but I, I know that they're so into the next idea, the next business, the next opportunity that they need someone behind them, don't they? That almost like, I guess, clears up the debris, if that makes sense. So, okay, we've got the idea working now, but how do we then start to operationalize that and actually make that work? So I guess I guess that was probably part of your role, wasn't it? To, to actually turn his ideas into, into real you know, opportunities and, and businesses that could really work for him. Yes, that's true. And when I had the agency, when I first started to work for myself, I had went home to partnership with someone just because she had those those skills i was good at getting the clients in mm. and moving on to the next thing the website or where we want the business to strategically go but she is very good at handling the clients day-to-day handling the staff doing the administration mm. so yes it's about finding that right person that understands you and can fit into those weaknesses that you have mm. because we all have them it's a great point, isn't it? Is that you're the leader. You you can't you can't do everything yourself, can you? And it's about knowing what your strengths are, knowing you know, what you're really passionate about, but then playing to those strengths, and then building the team around you that has the the skills that you don't have and can actually do the the job better than you could ever do it. And I think that's a a key skill, isn't it? Certainly, as an entrepreneur, to be able to let go, uh, let go of some of the tasks that perhaps you shouldn't yeah. be doing, and, and get people in who can do it better than you. It can be challenging sometimes, can't it? But certainly a, a key to success. So what, what happened after David Lloyd then? Because I know you moved on to other aspects. I think when we first met, I think you were the published author, weren't you, of children's books. And you know, my, my daughter was really yeah. into dragons. And it's one of the things, the connections that we had, wasn't it, around uh, your, your stories and, and your amazing imagination and creativity. It's funny, really, how that, that came about. I was obviously worked in real estate with, with David, moved out of David Lloyd Leisure and was then using sort of the income he'd, he'd got to to do his own properties but then we had this idea to come up with David Lloyd signature homes and I had this idea to uh, write a book it came to me it was it was out, out of the blue actually I say, say that to people 
I, I, I kind of think that the book chose me. It's right. such, such a powerful sort of moment when I, I was just literally in my office looking, looking out the window and I was like, oh my God, wouldn't it be great to create this, this ultimate land where holiday destination or holiday resort and having been to all these places kind of with David and, mm. and traveled widely, I was like, where would be, if I wanted to go on holiday, what would the ultimate sort of country be and I was like well I'd, I'd love to take a bit of Cornwall and a bit of Colorado and mm. and being you know there and 10 minutes beyond the beaches here so I yeah decided to write the children's series called The Land of Dragor. I'd stopped working with David at this time and we'd kind of hit the recession and mm. a lot of the developers weren't weren't so um well, not that they weren't interested everyone was going bankrupt and mm. banks pulled funding so it was a good time to do that for me mm. and then I I became a bit of a solo entrepreneur with wow. that because I I had decided I would self-publish to begin with yeah so I started to build build a brand around that and and go into all elements of it from from doing sort of the the draw getting the drawings learning a whole new area of business self self-promotion of, of of being an author and that was a great my son i had a son my son was eight at the time and it fitted with the changes that were necessary as yeah. a mother to you know, i wanted to spend more time with him i really really enjoyed that i, I self-published and then got a publishing deal for the paperback I was obviously very happy about mm, yeah fantastic um, yes that's kind of when when we met didn't yeah. we yeah it was yeah and since then i've since then i I've, i have done various bits of school work bits of real estate still working with the network that i made with david i've done quite a few projects branding consultancy projects with them and then last year was it last year 2018 i had set up my own change of career altogether my own fashion brand which is couture women's wear mm. which i think you know about as well so Absolutely. that's that's really where i'm focused at the moment deciding what ultimately i i wanted to do i'd seen david obviously build a brand up for himself with with david lloyd leisure and mm. i'd always always made a lot of my own clothing my mum was a dressmaker mm. reached a new period where I, could, I was financially in a position where I could afford to put some money into that and, and follow my passion. Wow. Using the experience I've got, obviously, from working with David and brand building for him and my network of clients. Definitely. What would, what would you say if you, if you to summarize, I know, into five or six or seven or eight points what would what would be the from your journey so far what would be the key lessons do you think that you've learned because i know obviously we're talking about leadership but obviously leaders and entrepreneur is slightly different to leading in a corporate world and there's probably people out in the corporate world now at the moment sat at home maybe furloughed and probably wondering about you know do i start a business or you know i've got that passion or you know maybe i need to sort of use this as a, a springboard to do something different so what, what advice would you give them in terms of say starting a brand or starting you know, a business and looking at it from a leadership point of view what would be your top tips to start with i think the number one question is is what you're passionate about and what you're really interested in 
what makes it is when you're in your absolute element because you spend so many so many hours on your that if it's a chore every hour will feel like 10 yeah if if you love it then you won't even think about you could do you know a, a 20 hour day and yeah find people that that energize you and are of the same mindset yeah definitely D- don't think about I mean, one person, one bad apple can just, you know, ruin every, ruin everything. And mm. particularly, if you're, if you're an empath, if you're, if you, if you're sensitive, which I think is a quality of entrepreneurs anyway, mm. um, you need to sort of cut off, cut off negativity as, as, as much as you can. Mm. But the other thing is, you really have to not think about the money. And I say that if I look back and think there's been times if I just stayed in my, in the corporate world and earned, you know, a hundred grand a year, mm. then you, there's, there's some years where you, you earn absolutely nothing because yeah. you're plowing the money yeah. in and, and you can see other people going on holidays and mm. having you going on shopping trips where you, where you're being frugal thinking, well, I don't want to do that. I'd rather take this person on or I'd rather do that. And I, I think you have to re- really replace the material with what you're getting back from it at, at a soul level, mm. and that and that's ultimately um, a, the difference I think between those that you know that can't let go of of where they are and those that do. It's a leap of faith to say, well, a lot of businesses fail if I if if I don't those hours that I'm having of happiness. Mm. have a price too and 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 that is the thing you know that you can you can go where you want to go you can do what you want to do you can take an hour off if you want to take an hour off and that has a value to it mm. working for yourself that's a that's a really important point i i always when i'm working with startups and, and entrepreneurs i always ask them the question what's your real business and what I mean by that is in your situation, they say, well, about fashion and couture, well, that's, that's what you do, but what's the real business? And exactly what you said there is at a soul level, what does the business give you? So it's almost like you have to start don't you, with that and around something that you're passionate about, but also what's a wonderful life for you? And how do I then create a business around that, that list of living a wonderful life? And then as you said there, you've been able to take time off, having freedom, you're not being controlled by others. It all gives you these these benefits, don't you? That is not about money. Absolutely, because we're only you know we're here for such a small amount of time. You know, that, again, all these cliches are coming out, mm. but there's no you can take your businesses. You know, there's been opportunities for me to have investors at different stages, mm. but the, the, you have to look about against the risk against the reward. Mm. Um, and like you said, what is the lifestyle? What is it that I'm, I'm wanting, mm. ultimately wanting? And how I want to feel when I wake up every morning mm. and who, who I want to be around. And using that emotional guidance system as, you, as your compass. Yeah. Well, what do you say, yeah, the, the fashion brand that you created, which is incredible, by the way, and people should definitely check it out. But what, what, what does that give you personally, you think, when you see people in in your dresses and in, in, in the garments that you create and the designed and manufactured, what does that give you personally, do you think? I think it's very much, um, fashion is almost like theatre and you, mm. you it's a wonderful experience to, to take an idea and turn it into reality. And then the client, sat, client satisfaction 
and I've had an opportunity to go more ready to wear where you know sort of clothing's just pumped out and you, you sell volume or to steer into more of the bespoke area where it, it the prof, the margins are higher and you get you you get to create something mm. something wonderful yeah and that's that's the i i love to it's a little bit like the book it's it's used in your imagination mm. to create something from nothing into i still i still do plan to have to build the brand into other product areas right okay so the last the the last 18 months is really about building the brand profile mm. getting sort of the right the, the right publicity i've been in various sort of magazines and and had you know, good reviews so but when people look at me they they know what the signature is of the js mm. brand now and yeah. and that it's aspirational it's about making women i'd always say my ideal client would be a woman that's a ted talker rather than someone that might be from only way chelsea or only ways mm. essex um because i'm very much about about let's say women achieving what they want want to achieve in their own in their own right and, and celebrating who they are mm. and I, I think i think when you when people look at my brand they can see sort of that that strong element coming across still it's still feminine but it's sort of got that edge to it mm, absolutely you talk a lot, a lot about brand i know that's obviously been your background right from the start isn't it around your know, marketing yeah. and brand and building that what what tips would you give people who who are looking at creating a business and you've invested a lot of your time energy and money in, in creating this amazing brand what what tips would you give people where, where would you start because the brand, in, in essence, it symbolizes you as well, doesn't it? You as a person. And I can certainly see that. But what, what sort of tips would you give people about building a brand? Obviously, depending on, on what the business, the business is, it, it has to be in what it says on the tin. Mm. That, that, that's the number one thing, you know, baked beans. It's Heinz baked beans. Mm. You've got to convey who you are clearly. I know that there's brands that have done completely I, I can think of spearmint rhino you wouldn't think yeah. that that was a, yeah. a, a girl's dance club or orange the phone company you wouldn't think of that but then they've ha had to spend a lot more money marketing it yeah. than than another company that would be say a handyman or you know Staffordshire mm. handyman or something like that so it, it really depends there's not there's not one answer that that fits all mm. But that even from the colours to the logo, the use of the logo, it it all has to resonate the vibe and the energy of of who you are, and I think that's why David Lloyd sort of did so well because using your own personal name it gives a lot more reassurance to people because they've got someone to come back to. Okay. Uh, it's it's risky in some mm. in some ways because you, you know you you're at the, at the end of the day the book ends yeah. with you. Yeah, so that's about how you link you as a person, your your leadership brand to the brand of your product or service and actually linking those two together. And you mentioned there about being aligned and being authentic and being real. So I guess that's a really important thing. I guess, and if you're doing something that you're really passionate about, then there should be a synergy somewhere between who you are and what the brand is. Absolutely. And, and you have to think about, you know, your reputation, put everything out there that is congruent with the brand which isn't always easy um 
that's that's a challenge that that I've come across actually because the, there's my brand and there's me the person mm. who is is quite down I'm quite down to earth and approachable and and will admit that I'm always learning but I've got this brand the Julia Suzuki brand which is quite a strong powerful mm. you know sort of out there but I do think it's important to keep authentic with people and as well and not mm. be too separate and and show a bit of humor and show a little bit of fun and mm. that's if you were to compare sort of like my the way I present myself with Julia Suzuki as a fashion brand to maybe say Victoria Beckham mm. um what well, there's similarities I suppose because she's it's sort of like a powerful it's a powerful yep. name and a brand but I've kind of gone this like I want us all to be in this together yeah. um, rather than a, a distance and a separation. And right. yeah. I think there's, there's, femi- there's very pro women. It comes through in, in the brand. I've got models, international models. I use the different colors, mm. cultures. It, whilst it's internationally it is internationally inspired. Yeah. You can see that by the touches but then it's obviously my British heritage and I'm kind of merging, merging that together, which, you know, you've got to be unique. There's got to be a signature about you that makes you stand out. Yeah. Um, so who, who that is in your core that makes you unique. Mm. Remembering was- that you're not going to get everybody. Are you are not going to get every client? You're not trying to, you're just trying to go for the niche of people that resonate mm. with you that's really about understanding who who you're targeting, I suppose, as a as a a customer, potential customer. And then I think it was Seth Godin, wasn't it? The um, the Purple Cow uh, book that he wrote around the importance of making your brand remarkable. You know, in a world that is full of information, we're overloaded now, aren't we, with inf- information? And it's almost like become commoditized. How do you how do you stand out from the crowd, and how do you make yourself remarkable? As in, people talk about you for the right reasons. And I guess that's what you're what you're talking there about your brand, aren't you? And I guess to me, one of the key things is it around as a solopreneur and as a growing business that you you get to a point there where your brand's got to be authentic because as as it grows, you're going to bring people into the business who who now have to re- represent the brand, which initially was you. So there's a whole yeah. authentic. You know, if, if if what you're saying in in terms of your PR and what you're doing from marketing to is, is slightly different to what you're actually saying when you sell there and you interact with customers and there's people start losing trust don't they in the brand and it's about making sure you have that end-to-end process you're really aligned and, and really really powerful and linked to you know what you're trying to do as a, as a brand absolutely and that but it, i think to be successful as well you know if you've got if you can show some empathy with people and not be too um too distant yeah you know that's who i that's who i am as a person yeah and then and then you like everybody has a different approach like you Mm. said Mm. they they really do but you you have to remember that it's it's a very tough well i know that you know this it it's a tough world out there now to build a brand because because you get one bad facebook review yeah and or one bad social media post and the world it's like the world is trying to bring bring you mm. down mm. especially especially at the moment um in such a time of, of, of fear and and, mm. and and hatred and mm. that, that seems to be spreading 
and I've I've had this I had a, this conversation with someone someone yesterday. We we're all supposed to say stand up and say things supportive things you can't just not have a voice mm. at these times it could because then you can be accused of of ignoring the issue yeah um so it's more than ever you need a, a good pr advisor on what to say and what not to say to to offend mm, definitely um the whole education piece yeah. more than anything isn't it around being being aware and being aware of perhaps some of the unconscious bias that we that we all can have and and then linking that to empathy, isn't it? And understanding where people are coming from and understanding the challenges they have. And I think you're right. I think in, in a time where you've got heightened emotions, which is right now at the moment where you know, we've yeah. all gone through a bit of a crisis and, and lots of things happening around the world, which, which aren't right. And people are looking, aren't they, to, to have a moan or attack or, or bring down people. So that's where you have to realign your brand, don't you, and your leadership principles and the way you operate as a business you need to line all that together because if that's all aligned and you're doing what you think is right then then you're going to be okay i guess going forward yeah it's never there's never been a time where leadership great leaders are um, are needed as much as now i don't think to show empathy which which is actually the core of my of my book that i did the land of drago was was this character that that was an empath and very sensitive mm. but we have to be going back to your first question which was you know what do you look for in a leader mm. you know if i if i want somebody to work with me and, and number one it has to be it has to be empathy for 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 others um because things aren't always what they seem mm. and i remember david saying to me that one of the greatest lessons he'd learned was to think twice before he responded or to perhaps sit back and think on it for an hour. Mm. If you get something maybe from, say, say for example, you had a customer that wasn't hundred percent happy. Mm. You, you could, you could go from a knee jerk situation, mm. but I think a good leader has to stand back and think from the other person's perspective, not, you know, obviously clearly not just theirs. Yeah absolutely it's about that that whole don't you know don't respond from an emotional point of view or state that you're in just stop and reflect think about them why why are they saying that where are they coming from and then using a more objective and rational response really is, is key there so it's definitely a, a good tip there isn't it just to pause for a moment take a breath and think think through what's going on so empathy empathy yeah. is really important definitely what, what else would you look for then in a leader so if you were looking for say someone to take over and run your 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 fashion brand for you what would you what do you look for in that leader passion that they like they love they love the brand or mm. the, you know they love the area the niche fashion because like we said before without that then they're not going to be committed mm. i look for resilient because life you know, like we said life's very challenging and i've had i've got one lady that heads up my pr for me melanie jones and and all the qualities that she, she's an epitome to me of everything that that a, that a lead you know as she leads her business as pr stands for mm. um she's very understanding she, she's so diligent in her work she you know just that the way that she approaches everyone with a high level of professionalism and, and integrity mm. and also to think to go into life thinking the best of people it, mm. it, it's so easy you know through knockbacks in life to get better Mm. but even i have to call, call myself in at times and go that that 
they may not be coming from an angle that you just presume you, you really have to have to take that time and, and she always does that so, you know, yeah. you know, it's, it's really fascinating Julia I mean I've asked the, the question many many times to I don't know that probably over thousands of leaders I suppose over the last 26 years and you know what's really fascinating for me is 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 they say exactly and they take the same point of view yourself there that no one's ever mentioned the sort of technical stuff or the the subject matter expertise they've always talked about the people side you know the relationships the empathy the understanding people and I think that's fascinating I think sometimes as a leader we we miss that don't we and we don't we don't value that enough we, we see people who are out there delivering KPIs and delivering results and we actually forget actually it really is about empathy it is about understanding it is about people and it is around making sure that we create the right culture where people can actually thrive yeah yeah absolutely I mean of course you need that tenacity of just yeah. you know just and David had that and you know not giving up you mm. I often refer it to like if your goals are a, a jigsaw puzzle and kind of mm. how I lay it lay out I've got a big whiteboard that I use yeah half of it is my my vision for the next six, six months mm. there's a quarter which is my sort of big goals and then sort of my to-do list but always there's, there's certain areas are like my jigsaw my puzzle and then someone could come in I've had this happen and say look you you're doing this and you want to do that and you want to do the other you know where's the focus why mm. why don't you just focus on one thing and I'm like well I always say well like if you've got a jigsaw and there's a piece in that jigsaw there that you've got next to it and it's joined and then down the bottom right hand side there's a couple of pieces you're doing a big jigsaw you have to leave some of the pieces for a while mm. because you just don't have the answer to them and then you'll you'll go off and do that but it's part if you're trying to create something that's bigger picture mm. all of a sudden then you'll find like the, the juggernaut piece so you hope to find that piece that will slot it all together and I, th I think that's the case of being easy on yourself there's times when you will hit that brick wall and you will you will manage to go through it but you you might just have to stop and, and pause and rest and get your strength back up or whatever it is um, and, and just accept that you can't do everything at once. You know, that, that's, that it's a necessary, that's, not be hard on yourself. That's a fantastic metaphor. I love the, the jigsaw metaphor there. It, when you were saying that, Julie, it reminded me of well, quite a few years ago now, we did some property development down in Devon and we converted um, a barn down there and we hired these really experienced and if I can say it, old elderly guys who, who came and did all the stonework, you know, the granite stonework. And I remember day one, they arrived and, and day one, it appeared like they'd done nothing because all they'd done is started to lay out the stones on the floor. And then same on sure. day two, they're staying on day three. And I'm thinking, I've been out and paying a lot of money for this and, and they're not, not actually building a wall. And I remember thinking, I need to, if they don't yeah. do something by Friday, I need to have a little word. Yeah. And what they were doing, of course, they were just, just doing the jigsaw, weren't they? Getting the jigsaw ready. And then I came back, yeah. I think, on the Friday evening, and there was this wall that had appeared, and thinking, how on earth did they do that? And it's that that's almost like slowing down to speed up, isn't it? Where quite often we can I love that. Business owners, we can rush in, can't we? We can rush in and, and start doing stuff when actually you just need to get things ready. And I guess that links back yeah. to the brand as well, isn't it? A lot of people they don't get the the stepping stones in place, do they? they don't get the foundations in place before they no. start doing all the, the logos and the, the branding stuff and all that sort of stuff that, that people get caught up on when actually you've got to get the fundamentals in place. And as you said there, you've got to, you've got to move around and, and 
create this puzzle and you're never really sure about how the puzzle is going to go together until it starts going together. It happens. You're all out of the blue. Someone yeah. will pop in like they did the other day for me and yeah. contacted my email and said, oh, this, we manage um, for you the advertising and the social media for your business. They're called Wish Pond. I was really yeah. impressed with them. Show me the presentation. I was like, that's just what I'm missing. I didn't want to take on a marketing team to the, mm -hmm. for that. But you know they manage the crm system blah 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 and that's how it happens that's about having 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 the faith isn't it and going okay yeah, when yeah. when the, the pupils ready the teacher will appear mm -hmm. yeah yeah you, you don't need to have everything planned out in detail do you? you need to know you've got a purpose you've got your values you've got your goals and you've yeah got this vision of where you want to get to and then it unfolds isn't it? and you send it out there and, and things start to happen and and people start to come into your life don't they based on once you've got that vision out there people then start to come in just like this this uh, marketing yeah. company came in and, and support you so on your on your whiteboard now what's um what's next it's funny we've obviously we've been in um we've been in lockdown haven't we and mm. it's been a with with for, with everything and i've i've actually it's been great it's been such a positive experience to let me sit back and think you know where ultimately i want to be i've, I've just in a bit of property um new place and doing an investment and mm. there's one of my businesses that i had that i've now did it's a small business that i set up when i was doing my book work that i've decided to park and just focus on i'm all it feels good and it feels downhill like i'm pedaling like i'm going down mm. not mm. like in a river you know it's mm. constantly something's constantly going up fighting against it there's a point where you think do you know what my energy is better to be spent here so i've done a lot in lockdown i've finished the second book now which is i've actually merged book one that i'd released with with the second book fantastic so we've actually um my i've been working with my agent on that speaking to a film company that have shown some interest in in it and will be con just continuing with the js brand the julia suzuki brand in the meantime creating passive income where i can off the real estate that takes yeah. the pressure off yeah which is so important mm. and there's there's one thing about my mood board that i will say to you i keep it very private mm. i don't when people come i always like put it away and it's but they're visible to me but not for others because i have this little thing like i don't like sharing my my i'm quite private i don't like to share my goals too widely with people mm, yeah um because you can experience you can experience negativity they they'll look at it and they'll go well, how are you going to do that and mm. and and I, th I think then i've once read this that you've got more power if you don't speak your goals out too much to people and then like you said just show them like the people yeah, just do doing it. the war <laughs> just do it rather than yeah. because it's almost like a you you kind of lost the momentum if you're talking about the end keep it to yourself yeah, so yeah, yeah. very much very much the answer to that question is i'm going to be continuing to build the julia suzuki brand yeah um the reason sort of now is the right time for me is because my my son's grown up and financially in a, it's more stable mm. and i can continue to do what i'm passionate about and and i've made it happen so that i'm in this position and people people shouldn't beat themselves up of, you know like they've got a goal and they might be in a job 
that's fine it's actually okay you know it's, it, it's good yeah. to keep having that income and that steady income coming in because there is a right time for everything definitely and it doesn't mean it, it if it, you're not doing it today that's not going to happen it can happen and it and it will happen one of the things that helped you obviously through all these challenges as well is that you've developed a passion for yoga is that right? Recently, yes. Recently, recently, yeah, absolutely. That's my hobby. That is my downtime is, is my yoga and, and, and my sport running and walking. Mm. When I'm not working, that's what, you know, that's, I don't watch a huge amount of television. I'll read or I'll do my yoga. Mm. It helps keep me centered. I love the physical results that I get from it. Yeah. So I've yeah. used this time, um, the, the, the local yoga school do it it's just by chance again like we were saying before it turned out mm. that my local yoga center is the only school in the world that does an online training course wow wow <laughs> I, like to, the, to that level of accreditation mm. and it just happened that speaking to the girl at lady and she said oh you know julie you'd be great at, at at, at take doing this or you want to further yourself and the practice and on the spiritual side and I said I'm going to sign up so I've signed up and then lockdown happened so I've had more time to commit to that and qualify soon as a, a yoga instructor Fantastic. for friends and family and then obviously James contacted me like I said to you mm. one of my business colleagues from the time with David Lloyd is a, a big is a property entrepreneur got a lovely place in Cannes and said oh would you help me would you come out and do some retreats and said I, I mentioned it and you said you'd love to be involved didn't you absolutely yeah It'd be a good combination won't it to be able to really help people and help them to refocus and really think about what is it they need to do as a person both from a purpose point of view but a spiritual point of view and a, a wellness point of view as well absolutely so it'll be sort of motivational self-development mm. sort of yoga retreat where we where you'll be able to chat with them and i'll, I'll be it'll be a networking event pretty much too which will be fabulous making memories it's uh, getting uh, getting like-minded people together and really exploring together you know how how can we become the best we can be and and really start to have that really good, rich dialogue and discussion. I think that's uh, going to be really powerful. How, how do um, people find out more about you and, and what you're doing, Julia? What's, uh, I know you're a very private person, but obviously you've got a great... <laughs> no, that's not private. How do people find out about you? Well, if they just Google me on my website, juliasuzuki.com, or just put Julia Suzuki in, there's lots of articles and references press you know sort of different publications i've been in we were doing the retreats through riviera-healthretreats.com which will be live soon but yes just by the normal means social media that i'm the main julia suzuki that comes up so they will they won't they won't get to look too far fantastic name by the way as well <laughs> yeah it's memorable it's memorable absolutely absolutely so for me, there's some really great insights uh, for that. So thank you. Thank you for that, Julie, in terms of sharing those insights. For me, if I summarize that, I think you know, to be a, a successful entrepreneur and leader is number one is, is about passion, being really passionate about what you do. Find out who your customers are and, and really focus on solving their issues and their problems to, to make sure you're giving a, a service or a product that's going to really tap in and help them to achieve what they want. Find people to surround yourself who energize you. 
who can actually compliment you and compensate for some of the, the lack of strengths that you might have yourself. And it's not really about money. It's more about a, a lifestyle and, and creating a business that, that really gives you things. That, uh, the word I liked it, or the phrase you used was at a soul level. I think for me, mm. there's some, some you know, really great insights and ideas. So thank you very much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I'm looking forward to running the retreats with you shortly. Yes, we'll have some fun. That's one last thing is you've got to make sure it's fun. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I like to call it fun with a serious intent. So absolutely. Yeah, life's difficult, isn't it? So it is about having a, a fun and a smile on your face and, and having some great times together. And I think when you achieve that, that's, that's what life's all about, really. That's when it? you know you've made it. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't put a, a monetary value on your, on your happiness, can you? I think happiness no. and health, I guess, at the moment as well. I think that's a, a key element as well. So yeah, I guess that's what yeah. uh, these retreats are all about, aren't they? Is to help people to live a wonderful life. Yeah, we all deserve it. And we're all there to help each other, hold each other's hands in life till we find our way home. Because I always say that to people, to, you know, it's about, it's about helping each other grow and live a good life. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Julia. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Oh, thank you very much. A big thank you for listening to the Leadership Lay Bear podcast with me, Graham Wilson. For more information on our guest leader, and to find out how we can support you, check out the links in the description and look out for our next Leadership Podcast. Remember, Leadership is all about taking action. Make sure you connect and apply the lessons learned. Have fun and bye for now.